get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games the real season starts now labor day classic in Regina, on tap. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside Winnipeg's pregame show. This is Game Day Winnipeg. My name is Darren Bombing, and looking towards the epic clash of Prairie rivals, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at 9-2, and two, the 5-5 five and five Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Lots to get to on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Some of you driving out to Regina for the game listening on the podcast, watch it on YouTube. Maybe you're watching live right now. Great to see Phyllis and Fritchie and Spency. Uh, Transair 737, good to see you. Go blue indeed. Uh, Winnipeg Gordo, awesome to see everybody in the live chat. Hit that thumbs up uh, because, well, frankly, you want to see this man. It's Chris Walby, the legend himself, joining us here on Winnipeg's pregame show. What's going on, Bluto? Where are you joining us from? It's looking sunny and warm where you are. It is beautiful out at the lake. I'm just sitting here and uh, going to get ready for a boat ride after this. But, uh, hey, how do you turn down an opportunity to talk about what I consider one of the greatest games uh, and the rivalries in the prairies? Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Air against our Bombers. And, boy, I tell you, um, I don't think I'd be this excited about it, DB, except for the fact that Saskatchewan played so well against BC and BC and beat BC. That was a bit of a shocker. Not many people thought they had a chance. But they're getting, a, you know, that Jake – Dolagala, the third start of his career, second in a row of this season, uh, had a pretty good game, but threw the ball quite effectively, ran the ball a couple times. So uh, different little bit of an animal right there. So I, I think that offense is sketch need a spark. They got it. That's what makes this game so much better now. And I, I listen, I played in that game for so many years, and I hated playing in Saskatchewan. It's always a tough place. The crowd is crazy. Uh, just makes her a wonderful atmosphere. No question. And you never know what's going to happen in these games either, right? Like Winnipeg, seven games above 500 uh, at nine yeah. and two. Uh, the Rough Riders at 500 at five and five, but they've been playing well as of late. Uh, we're going to get into the depth charts on both sides here. We'll look at the Rough Riders, who's in and who's out and who the impact players are and how things might shake out. We'll look at the Blue Bombers injured lists, have some updates on some of those guys that are on the six game injured list. Tiadric Hansen, uh, Janarian Grant, among others, Mike Miller as well, uh, who's in and out. A surprising player out of the Blue Bombers lineup. We will get to that as well. Uh, we'll hear from head coach Mike O'Shea. Got a comment uh, or two from him. I had some questions from him. Um, I had some questions for him this week, and uh, we will see that video uh, a little bit later as well. And want to remind everybody, join us on the post-game show live after the Labor Day Classic, frankly, live after every game on Bonfire Sports. It's game day after dark. Don't miss it. Uh, and also want to remind people, little Winnipeg Jets hockey coverage coming to Bonfire Sports. A little bit of NFL football coverage as we uh, look at things on the state side here on Bonfire Sports. But right now, the task at hand is the Labor Day Classic. Uh, Chris, I want to start with you sharing some of those memories that you were just kind of touching on beyond the, um, the obvious atmosphere. When you were a member of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as a player for nearly two decades, and you go to Regina and it's game day, and you step onto the field, 
what is the what is the the emotional feel for somebody who has been there a few times and knows what it's all about? You know, it's interesting you asked me that, DB, because when I played, it was Taylor Field, obviously now they're Mosaic Stadium. A Taylor Field, the crowds were right on top of you. Um, and I've never heard my mother call so many names. Uh, they, oh I mean, they just, they, they, they just lambaste you with, uh, insults and, uh, it's, they're right there. It's almost like having somebody in an arena when they're right on the red line. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just special when you go there. Uh, I get a, Even if you're an opposing team, like we were going into Regina, you just can't help but get excited. The crowd, I know it's a home crowd. They call it the 13th man out there. But uh, even, even as a visiting player, it jacks you up. Um, I always love playing in front of full houses. I always love playing in front of fans that really love the game. And I can honestly say the fan bases in Winnipeg and Saskatchewan have two of the best fan bases in the CFL they had for years. And it just becomes an exciting thing. You walk in that field, you never know what's going to happen. We lost. I can remember sometimes I think we lost 52 to nothing or 52 to three. And that was a long bus ride home. I'll tell you, you know, we're eating leftover hamburgers. They're all dried out. I took a couple home, used them for shingles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not good, ma'am. Amazing. Uh, Chris, you know, so many people travel to these games, right? So of course yeah. you're going to have that home atmosphere that you talked about, but it seems through the years, more and more people go to these games, more and more people get in the car and drive out to Regina to support the Blue Bombers. It's an atmosphere like really no other in the CFL. Uh, maybe the Labor Day Classic at uh, Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton with uh, you know Argos fans uh, taking the drive out, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. it's a little bit different here in the prairies, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can compare that. Listen, I've never played in the Hamilton Argo rivalry, uh, you know, or the Edmonton Calgary rivalry, but I will say this. I know that when you go to Regina, they, they try and keep the players protected as much as possible because there'd be, there'd be people that what they will do is they'll stop letting you run or uh, ring the phones. So they'll go down to the front desk and say, no phone calls, go into the player's room, because that was a big trick. They'd phone you at 3 in the morning. They'd phone you at 4 in the morning just to get you up and, and disrupt your sleeping pattern. Well, now they uh, they have a new thing where they just come and knock on your door and run. Uh, so, you know, it's just anything they can to disrupt your rhythm of your sleep, of your, you know, getting you ready for the game. Um, and I'm sure we do the same thing. But I don't think anybody does it as effectively, and that was effective back then, because it gets you so dang angry. You can't lay down. You can't get, you know, you're already jacked up ready to play the next day. Now it just gets you fired up. Now you're trying to relax your body to get back to sleep. And a lot of times you're just, you're just tossing and turning the rest of the night. So well done, Saskatchewan fans. But we're still going to bite you in the ass when we play you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It always is. Uh, whether you're at the game or whether you're just watching on TV. Um, yeah. How do you see this one shaking out, though? You know, let, let, let's get to the football, Chris. The Rough Riders coming off uh, a huge win on the road in BC, a game, as you mentioned, nobody expected them to win. They now have a bye to rest and prepare, and they come into the Labor Day Classic. It's a home game. They're on a bit of an emotional high. They're playing good football, yeah. and, you know, they're rested. And now Jake Dolagala. Their third-string quarterback, he looked pretty good uh, in relief of Mason Fine a few weeks ago and then in his first start for the Rough Riders in BC and capturing a win. 
Yeah, and I looked at the stats. I mean, he doesn't have much of a stat line right now in Dolegala, but Mason Fine, it looked he had like 55 drives, offensive drives. He left, he led him to like six touchdowns. Uh, probably the worst ratio in the CFL. I like this Dolegala kid. I think that he's big target, six foot seven. There's a big Huge. quarterback. You know what I mean? Uh, he can see over the O line. He can see the field. He throws the ball effectively. He can run the football. I believe he ran four for 27 yards, two at key points. Uh, you wouldn't think a guy that lanky could get out of the pocket, but he's still a danger now when he does that. So, yeah, I, I just think they're riding an emotional high. But you said something that was interesting to me, and that was, uh, you know, you're talking about how Saskatchewan, you know, they got the, uh, what you call the big, you know, the bye week. Well, the Bombers had 10 games, 10 days between games, so almost right. like a bye week. So they're healthy. They're getting guys back. I know there's a couple surprise roster moves we'll talk about. But uh, when I'm looking at Saskatchewan, you have to remember something. This, I, I think their defense played as good a game as they ever have, and special teams as well, but defensively against BC. They, they got five sacks. They were all over Vernon Adams Jr. Um, you know, they got Pete Robertson. They got Lanier, the, the second. They've got, they've got a great defense. And they got this kid. And I'm going to tell you, watch this kid, TJ Brunson. He was just a special teamer for Saskatchewan. Caused two fumbles. One led to a touchdown. And uh, he's now getting that start at that, uh, you know, you call it dime back or strong side linebacker. They really like this kid. And as Dickinson says, the head coach, he goes, he's a thumper. And we needed some thump in our game. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching this kid play, uh, you know, besides just special teams. See what he does. See what he brings to that team. He's, I think he said it was like a thousand days between when he played the last football game and last week. So, hey. Oh. Good for the young man to get a chance to come back and, and maybe recreate or, or you know, build up a, a CFL resume now. A thumper could come in handy when you're trying to stop the league's leading rusher and the punishing way that Brady Oliveira has been carrying the football, Chris. It'll be interesting yeah. in my eyes to look at how Saskatchewan's defense adjusts and strategize. Like, like what is their game plan? How will they strategize against Winnipeg's offense when – Obviously, Zach Kolaris is dangerous with his arm and all the weaponry around him. Rashid Bailey, Nick Dembski, uh, Kenny Lawler, and, and of course, Dalton Schoen. But then the, the you know, added that to, to the run game in Brady Oliveira. But the Rough Riders are very um, agile. And I don't mean physically. I mean in the way that yeah. they adjust their defense. I haven't yeah. seen a defensive line and front six in the CFL bring pressure in so many different ways than the Saskatchewan yeah. Rough Riders have. You mentioned Lanier, yeah. Robertson, uh, Micah Johnson. We all know what he can do. Uh, here's Nick Daly, the former Blue Bombers draft pick, very athletic, long player. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really something to, to watch. Uh, what do you see in Saskatchewan's defense? They're dangerous. Oh, I like them. I, I think the uh, what well, the leading tackler I think in the CFL right now is Larry Dean, who's had a, you know this is a guy who came back from a serious knee injury. He's having a career year, an MVP type of year. You got Teets, who was hurt last year a couple times. I like him at that uh, weak side linebacker. And like I said, I already mentioned T.J. Bronson. I think he's going to be a stud at the right at the linebacker weak or strong side. But look at their DBs. They've got great DBs. They've got Nick Marshall, who's got three interceptions. Deonto. Uh, you know, Williams, uh, Jeremy Clark. But you're right. The, the, the front seven is the powerhouse for the uh, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I mean, you got Miles Brown. You got Mi Micah Johnson. 
Uh, you know, he's, he may be not putting up as many stats, but sometimes stats are for, you know, he didn't really tell the whole story because he gets pressure. He takes two guys and allows the linebackers. And maybe one of the reasons Larry Dean right now has as many tackles as he does. So uh, I just think that they're going to do whatever they can to get after Zach. They do not want Zach to get comfortable. So I, I fully anticipate, as you said, stated earlier, I fully anticipate that they're going to bring every kind of stunt and just try and rattle and hit him. Because if you, you know, as well as I do, I mean, I watched last week, I mean, two, two uh, interceptions for touchdowns going the other way. And then the second half, it's like a different Zach. His pinpoint throws. I mean, he's got great receivers. He's got time. Um, you have to stay on him. You can't give him any life because if he gets comfortable back there, he's so smart. He's yeah. seen everything. He's never lost. I didn't even realize that when I looked at the stat. He's never lost a Labor Day game, and that's with Hamilton. That was Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. He's 6-0 and in the Labor Day game, so that's not right. a bad stat to hang your hat on. 3-0 and as a tie cat, 1-0 and as a rough rider, and 2-0. and on Labor Day with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is quarterback yeah. Zach Kolaris. Chris, I'm sure you watched Bonfire Midweek uh, back on Wednesday and uh, heard the comments from Zach Kolaris when I asked him. Um, well, first, he was asked by uh, Jeff Hamilton in the Winnipeg Free Press about, um, you know, the mistakes that he made. He's making yeah. some mistakes that I don't think are, uh, you know, well, they're definitely not from what we've seen from him uh, over the last number of years. But, you know, he's talking about still being mad, still being angry. If you missed that interview, go back and watch it uh, on our YouTube channel or you can find it in your podcast app as well. Uh, pretty much towards, you know, right at the beginning of Bonfire Midweek this past week. And um, I then asked him, uh, I then asked Zacharias about uh, Jason Shiver's defense and, and the different things that they do. Um, but what are you seeing specifically in Zach Kolaris um, in, in some of the, the mistakes that he has made? You know, a couple pick sixes, yeah. uh, obviously the play prior to him getting hurt in Edmonton a few weeks ago. It, it seems like he's a little playing a little bit out of character, almost trying to force too much. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there. I think he's thrown four pick sixes in the last five games, um, forcing situations that he normally would not try and force, trying to make something happen. Listen, this is a guy that, in his career, he's always made things happen. He scrambles. He finds someone. He gets rid of the football, and usually it's a good result. Uh, the last little bit, yeah, he's had that, and he usually gets out, but they've gone the other way. Uh, I think it's a personal thing for him. Uh, you know, obviously, when you're talking about a guy that's, uh, you know, uh, MOP, and, uh, you know, he's having an MO-type year, those little asterisks of throwing the pick sixes hurt you when the voters come back out. And I think that bothers him. Not to say he's trying to be the MOP, but yeah, you know, when you're playing well, you want to play that well. You don't want to have a little, you know, dip in your performance. And uh, I think that's caused him some some regret. But I think Coach O'Shea said one thing. He wipes it clean. He doesn't let him bother him. And we saw that last week in Montreal. Uh, obviously, the defense really played well. But, um, you know, obviously, to him for to come back and throw four touchdown passes to, to basically smack the crap out of Montreal. Uh, you got to love a guy that can come back and be resilient after, uh, say, you know, two pick sixes early. Now, there's a Bombers depth chart right there. It's pretty good. You're looking at that. They got a one change. Obviously, Birkenshaw coming in. That one surprise, I think you talked about this earlier, was the fact that Alden Darby is a healthy scratch. Um, 
and I know Jesse Briggs is out. So, yeah, it's uh, a couple changes there that uh, are very surprising. I do apologize. I had my mic muted there, but yeah, pulled up the, the Bombers depth chart. Just in speaking about Kolaris, he has everything around him to be successful. And of course, oh, yeah. that's stating the obvious for the two-time reigning MOP, but you could argue that this year, adding Kenny Lawler, another year of Brady Oliveira experience. He's closing in on a thousand yards at the midpoint of the oh, season. Yeah. He got a thousand yards on his last carry of the 2022 season. So that's just how much better Brady Oliveira has been. And again, uh, if yeah. you missed Bonfire Midweek, I had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the league's leading rusher. Go check that out um, uh, on, on our, all of our Bonfire Sports channels. But for Kolaris, shouldn't it just be the kiss uh, you know, saying, keep it simple, stupid, you know, and, and I'm not yeah, calling Zach yeah, Kolaris yeah. stupid, of course, but no. his words, Kolaris said, I did some stupid things and then he's still pissed off and mad about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, I think against a defense in Saskatchewan that brings a lot of different pressures and, and different things, uh, no doubt they'll have a game plan prepared for that, but oh, yes. just keep it simple, run the ball, simple passes. And if you got to take a sack, take a sack. If you got to throw it away, throw it away. Don't try to do too much. Winnipeg is a superior team to Saskatchewan. Oh yeah. I think in the Labor Day Classic, the team that makes the least amount of mistakes wins. Well, I agree with that. That's a common, uh, you know, that's a common thought about every game, right? I mean, you got you can't turn the ball over and, and be successful. And the Bombers have been very lucky in the last couple of games of turning the ball over and still being resilient enough to come back and win the football game. But I'll say this, uh, I do agree with you. I think that Shivers, uh, the defensive coordinator from Saskatchewan, is going to throw a bunch of wrinkles in there. Listen, they've had two weeks. I mean, they're, I know they're a week off and they get a bye and they get to enjoy their family, get away from football, you know, just get away from that whole vibe and then come back and you're fresh, you're healthy, you're reinvigorated. Now they put a game plan together and it's totally been about, you know, the bombers and how do they attack and zach is the straw that stirs the drink you know that as well as i do but i agree with you and that's an excellent point db i think all you have to do is get rid of the football give it to your guys when you have the talents they have in a receiver when you have a running back that is just pounding a ball as he likes to call a bully ball and then you got an offensive line that everybody thought hey oh look at how old these guys are and they're just playing continue to play good so i mean you don't have to do too much and i agree with you that kiss principle is is, is a very uh, you know it's not the not the dumbest thing to say about this because really when he has that much talent surrounding him you don't have to be the firecracker you don't have to be the guy that runs you know takes off like Trey Ford or uh, in in Hamilton or in his last game when Hamilton won again uh, that kid not to go off topic here how did that kid not start that kid is a stud man I got to tell you right now I was very impressed watching that kid play. Yeah, Farhan Lalji and uh, Dave Naylor at TSN have a piece up uh, on their site about, uh, you know, why he hasn't started. And uh, it's not because he's Canadian, right? It's uh, it's interesting to me that when Jarius Jackson took over yeah. play calling duties, suddenly there's Trey Ford and really playing well. The the offense and the play design around his skill set uh, is working for him. But that leads us into the West Division and, and the playoff picture, Chris. Yeah. Right? The the playoff yep. picture in the West is is completely undetermined at this point. I think it's fair to say Winnipeg is in absolute control at the top. BC 
has lost three of their past four games, believe it or yeah. not. Uh, and, you know, Winnipeg's won five straight, but then you have Saskatchewan at five and five and the Battle of Alberta upcoming here on Labor Day in the following week, 13 and 14 yeah. in the CFL schedule, where if Edmonton grabs one or both of those games, they'll have, you know, Calgary in last place in the CFL that like, you know, if they, if they win this week in Calgary, they'll leapfrog them. Uh, if they can win both, uh, that that'll be a permanent thing moving forward. It, it's, it's really, you know, up to Saskatchewan right now to decide what team they are. Are they a five and five team or are they a team that can beat the Winnipeg blue bombers in one of these two games, Labor Day classic and the banjo bowl? Well, I don't think they're even looking at the banjo bowl right now. They have to win. Listen, they have to win at home. This is a big game. It's a crucial game. It's a make-or-break game as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the fact is if you're trying to beat the best or be a better team, you got to beat the best, and the Bombers are. If they win tomorrow, they clinch a playoff spot for the seventh consecutive year. Um, they'll be 10-2. and two. Uh, they, I, I just, There's no weaknesses on this team. Mm-hmm. Unless they self-implode, I can't see how Bombers lose. They're just that good. Uh, but having said that, if you get a, a team that can control the football, keep the bomber offense off the field, you've got a chance. But the defense has been – we talk so much about offense, but the defense, no touchdowns allowed in the last three games. Um, they held, I think, what, Montreal to 17 yards in the second half last week. It was some ridiculous uh, yardage. I mean, they're playing so well, and they get stronger as the game goes on. Uh Show me where show me where there's a chink in this armor. I don't see it. And obviously, it's interesting because you talked about it earlier. Alden Darby started the season at, at that strong side linebacker. Then he got relegated to a backup spot to Reddy Crandy. And, uh, Crandy, excuse me. And now he's not even on the lineup anymore. So, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh, you know, the bomber, and that's where you realize that it's not a it's not a family, lovey type game. It's a hard decision, but if you want to win football games, you put the best player there who's going to you know, give you the most out of what they can do. And I really do agree that sometimes these decisions may look tough, but the coaches are breaking down film. They're breaking down everything that goes on and saying, okay, watch this kid. What's this kid been doing? This guy looks like he's had it. He's playing really well in practice. Let's get him an opportunity to come in now. And, you know, unless he crafts a bed, he's going to, you know, keep that start or keep that position right now. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they play. I thought Eldon Darby, I mean, I remember, you know, he, we first picked him up from Hamilton. I thought, what a great move by the Bombers to get this guy. He was an all-star. Uh, and not, yeah, and then all of a sudden, it just seems like his play or whatever they think his play has dipped to the point where he's not even on the roster right now. He's, a, you know, he's healthy scratch. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I don't want to use that old adage for the penthouse to the outhouse, but because he's not in the outhouse, but, it, it, you know, it's obviously a, it's, it's got to be a frustrating for the young man to, you know, uh, was a starter. And now he's not even on the lineup. So we'll say from the penthouse to the townhouse, right? He has a comfortable the townhouse. spot. There you <laughs> go. I like that better <laughs> he too. He ain't sleeping in the toilet. That's for sure. Uh, so there's right, Jamal man. Parker coming on to the blue bombers roster this week, uh, where yeah, that's the other guy, Alden yeah. Darby used to be, uh, the blue bombers defensive line. Well, really overall, the bombers lineup isn't changing too, too much. They add no. Jamal Parker. They add Connor Burtonshaw um, at fullback, uh, him and Damian Jackson. 
Uh, Jackson, of course, uh, the the backup long snapper to Mike Benson. Um, mm -hmm. But overall, not a lot of changes. Uh, just if I zoom out here so we can get a look at uh, Rashid Bailey, Dalton Schoen, Kenny Lawler, Drew Wolitarski, yeah. who missed one day of practice this week, just needed a little bit of time uh, to rest a bit of a foot ailment. Uh, Brady Oliveira, workhorse. From 33 to 20, uh, from Oak Park to Oak Park, from West Winnipeg to West Winnipeg, and, and from the Blue Bombers' backfield to the next guy in the Blue Bombers' backfield. Very impressive to see Brady Oliveira playing uh, at the level he is right now. Um, coming out, we mentioned Alden Darby, also Shane Gauthier, uh, injured right now, uh, has not practiced in a while. Uh, here, I'll scroll down to the Blue Bombers' injured list so we can take uh, a good look at it here. Nobody on the one game. So uh, Jared Beeksma looked to suffer a uh, pretty serious uh, leg injury in practice a few weeks ago. Malik Clements, along with Tiadric Hansen. Clements, the linebacker, Back, Hansen, yeah. the defensive end, both very good on special teams. Uh, they are very close to returning, could return as early as the Banjo Bowl. No update on Mike Miller. Probably will be a while yet. Huge hit to the Blue Bombers special teams, of course, which... Probably has been their weakest of the three phases this season, Chris. Uh, Desmond Lawrence, who started the season as the uh, field side corner and started in the Grey Cup at corner as well, uh, remains on the six-game injured list. Celestin Habba uh, is returning to practice uh, and nearing a return off of the six-game injured list as well. Uh, and then here is Janarian Grant. The player, no question, Chris, more people are asking about than any yeah. other. Janarian Grant at practice this week, running just a little bit, running some kind of half speed, quarter speed sprints. I know how fast Janarian Grant can be. And to say that he was sprinting in the end zone during practice is probably uh, a bit of an overstatement, uh, but yeah. just kind of in athletic gear running, not practicing, probably not close to a return to practice yet, but I don't think ruling him out for the season at this point is... Yeah. Uh, something that's a reality. What it, what it would be no. potentially is a return to the Bombers lineup when they need him. And that's potentially the postseason or at least later in the season. You know, he's that missing piece uh, to me. It's funny. I was talking about finding chink in the armor. That one missing piece. And I think Greg McRae has done a good job, but I think he's not Janarian Grant. Uh, I think Janarian Grant has that ability every time he touches the ball to take it the other way. And you know what? We should probably talk about the fact that, uh, on the other side of the ball, the returner uh, for Saskatchewan, Mario Alford, is uh, no slouch either. He's got a couple touchdowns already returning, and uh, he's very dangerous. And I'm just going to throw this in. You were talking about Oak Park. I'm wearing an Oak Park hat right now. Yes, uh, sir. In honor. The yeah, the Pirates. In honor of all of the Oak Park boys. And my son Christian about? actually played for them when they won a championship too. So he's not Oak in the same realm as Brady or, or Harris, but he I did play on a winning team there. So. I apologize for interrupting. I have to correct myself. No disrespect. Yeah. The Oak Park Raiders. I'm thinking Andrew Harris, Grant Park Pirates, and then went to Oak Park. Uh, Brady Oliveira, an Oak Park Raider uh, as yep. well. Nick Dembski, uh, so many others. Uh, pardon me. Uh, no hate coming from this St. James boy. Um, but uh, yeah, great hat. Where did, where did you get that hat? Actually, my son got it when he played. So I've had oh, it there because we went and watched the championship in the stadium uh, years ago when he won a championship with Oak Park. Uh, so, yeah, and David Black was coaching the team at the time, uh, you know, an ex-bomber. Uh, they had uh, 
Paul Bennett was helping out. So they had some great CFL players helping out, and then they just have a great thing. Stu uh, was the head coach. I can't remember the last name right now, but uh, just just Stu Nixon. Thank you. My yes. head just clicked in. He coached with the uh, uh, Winnipeg just, Rifles as well. Yeah, just a great, uh, great coach, and they did such a great job. And it was so professional to watch. When you go to the States, I'll tell you one thing here. Uh, when you, I was in the States, and uh, when I was playing at Dickens State down in the uh, corner of North Dakota, Montana uh, area, and you go to their high school, and their high school has seven, 8,000 fans coming to a game in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about Friday Night Football. It really is. The craziest thing is you go to their weight room, and back then, the high school team was better. They had a better weight room than the Bombers did when I played. It was just, it was not not even a comparison. So it's just crazy when you think about it. But that's, the, you know, like we said, we have little hockey skates hanging off our mirrors. They've got cleats. Football is their life. They breathe it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really good to see. No, no question. And apologies for the uh, visual technical difficulties as I try to pull Yeah, it was up. with the Wolfpack. Yeah, well, I'll, you know what? I want to I want to tell you about the Wolfpack, uh, but uh, can't at the moment. What I do want to do okay. is uh, show everybody um, uh, a little bit of uh, head coach Mike O'Shea uh, earlier this week uh, ahead of the Bombers Labor Day trip to Regina. Of course, it's the first of a back to back. So I asked the head coach about uh, some of the strategy in that. I love the game. Labor Day is a fantastic weekend for the entire CFL. Hate to say that what we've done prior to that doesn't matter. Does uh, is it fair to say like any any strategy changes when you play the same team two weeks in a row? Preparation, uh, the way you break down film afterwards, because it's all head to head in your film. Yeah, I think we figured out whatever that was going to be. That system was going to be like ten years ago, right? And we maybe changed a processor fine-tuned the process, but we've been sticking to the same sort of um, schedule and system for, yeah, as long as I can remember, really. Um, you know, because you have a short week after, but the same opponents, so you get that, you get a little bit of a breather, um, you know, plus having the extra days prior to this, I think it allows the coaches to plan um, a little bit ahead. Physicality when you play the same team two weeks in a row, or maybe even just because it's the Labor Day Bull back-to-back? Is that something guys are aware of or that you're aware of or something? You have to well, I don't think you're... You certainly aren't thinking about the next game because you can't save anything for the next game. you got to spend it all on this one, right? So, um, And then see where you end up, try and get healthy for the next one. Yeah, once again, the, the, their last film travels. Everybody sees it. Everybody understands how hard they play it to get that win um, we expect the full the same thing full effort from them right there's the head coach mike o'shea uh winnipeg playing saskatchewan in these back-to-back games pretty rare i would say in professional football to play the same team two weeks in a row what goes into that strategy chris in that you know uh you're playing a team the first time you're not thinking towards the second game, but in the, the big brains meeting, they are thinking about what they show in game one versus what they want to do in game two. Right. You know, I'm kind of agreeing with you a little bit, but I also say this, you're trying to win the game. I'm not trying to worry about what I'm going to play second game. I want to win the game at hand right now. 
and then I'll worry about what worked and what didn't work the next game. But, uh, you know, they talk about back and back getting tendencies, but they have tendencies on it. It's a nine-team league. People go and break down film. I got my grandkids here beside me. <laughs> I apologize, but. No, it's all good. Little, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, this is my Levi's birthday. Six. Oh, six years old. Yeah, can you see? Hey, see if you can say hi. There you are. Where are you? There you are. Well, can can we you get in there? Let's hang see on. if I can get you. We'll, we'll get you in here. You got a bigger? Happy birthday. There he is. Let's see. There, there, there you are. Yeah, there he is. There he is. Who's that? Look at you, buddy. All right. He's going to be a football commentator, too. Is he? Yeah. Well, welcome to the He's welcome like, to the show. <laughs> happy birthday. He said happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, he said he's going to give us a big thumbs up, so that's good. Let's give the thumbs up. Can you give the thumbs up now? Yeah, give him a thumbs up. <laughs> give a thumbs up. There you go. He's trying to get it in there. That's awesome. Oh, right, we got to get back to football, you guys. So you guys go help down with the tent. That's that's great. Uh, so give, give me one second here. I want to uh, draw attention to uh, something that's important here. Um, oh, gosh. Give me a sec. Oh, God. <laughs> Just showing everybody, uh, you know, the how it all works here. Um, yeah. On uh, on Bonfire Sports. Uh, here we go. <laughs> so this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to draw attention to this. Uh, That's pretty cool. The Winnipeg Wolfpack is a group of tackle football players in our community age 16 and up. The Wolfpack welcome a diverse group of athletes who love the game and they travel to play in different cities across Western Canada, as well as right here in Winnipeg. Experienced coaches promote growth and development in every player and work to grow women's football. The Wolfpack are currently recruiting athletes who want to be empowered, find new opportunities within football while playing games right here in Winnipeg. The Wolfpack looking forward to some upcoming travel for events both here in Canada and in the United States. Their next event just down the road in North Dakota, September 23rd. You can get more details, as you can see on your screen, info.wpgwolfpack at gmail.com. Once again, info.wpgwolfpack wpg wolfpack at gmail.com uh just an awesome thing one of two Yay. women's teams uh here in the city chris um and for anybody age 16 and up that want to play tackle football get in contact uh you can find more uh that link and uh more information um in the description of this video below uh if you're in your podcast app it should be in that uh as well but uh j just a great thing yeah, I love it. I think it's great for, for football and as a whole. I think the fact that, uh, you know, it used to be such a sport dominated by men, and there's so many uh, females and ladies out there that so really can't play the game. Uh, so to me, I just love it. I, I think it's great. I love their – I actually love their logo. The Wolfpack's a great logo. I love that, man. So I'm a wolf guy. Yeah. I've actually got a wolf tattooed on my arm. So they already go. got a special link to my heart right now. Well, it's, it's great that uh, we have so many female – fans here in the bonfire sports community right uh in the yeah. live chat so many um you know uh bailey and phyllis and and jets girl are, are all in there 
right now. Uh, great to see that. You know, Jets Girl says, Miss Grant. Yeah, a lot of people miss Janarian Grant. Getting him back will be a great thing. Um, but uh, shout out to the Winnipeg Wolfpack uh, on, um, you know, uh, supporting us here on Bonfire Sports. And of course, we support them as well. Uh, just great to, uh, you know, tie these things in in the football community. Yeah, what? I agree with you 100%, buddy. Oh, it's just, you? like okay. I said, it's amazing, like I said, not to be repetitive, but, I, you know, the fact is they're so knowledgeable now. It's uh, it, it's, it's just a universal game, and I, I love it. I love that people are getting an opportunity to play something they love, and in the earlier days were not even thought of being able to play it. So yeah. kudos for uh, whoever's organizing this, and kudos to the Winnipeg Wolfpack. I wish you nothing but luck, brother. No question. Uh Let's talk a little bit about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders offense, Chris, because uh, Jake Dolagala uh, is now at the controls and mm-hmm. he has weaponry around him. Uh, Jamal Morrow, we know how good he is at tailback. Frankie Hickson will be the designated American. He comes off the injured list and uh, will back up Morrow. So to have that one-two punch that the Riders like to use on offense uh, is a you know a, a pretty impressive thing to see. Um, Tevin Jones, Sean Bain Jr., big body there. Stearns is the guy who uh, really popped off the page in their win against the BC Lions. Of course, Keen Schaefer Baker, um, and maybe their most dangerous player this year. Guy has had touchdowns galore, including three in one game. Samuel Emelis, uh, who you know is at this uh, field side wide receiver spot, but he is really yep. used like a feature receiver wherever he is on the field. Yeah, they call him Superman. That's what they call him now after he made that great catch in the game against BC, went up there and snagged the ball when it looked like almost a perfect interception, took it in for a touchdown. But I'll say this, and I'm a big fan of MLS, but the biggest crank or the biggest knock on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is their inability to run the football or going away from when they do run the football. And I know the fans have been crying, going, why is this not? Why is Frankie Hickson not getting the ball? I mean, they haven't dressed him. Then when they dress him, he gets two carries. This kid's explosive. Listen, I know you like Jamal Morrow, but you know what? One, two, sprinkle them both in there. But mm-hmm. if Saskatchewan's going to win the game, they're going to have to establish the run. They're number eight in the league right now. They only average 80-something yards. So, I mean, they have to establish their run. If you're going to rely on Dola Gala throwing the football the whole game, you're not going to win. They have to get that offensive line, and they have to get that running game going. And much like most teams in the in, in the CFL or any league, you have to be able to establish that line of scrimmage and run the football. It's but a two-part game. But how will they do that against a Blue Bombers defense that has been outstanding as of late? No touchdowns yeah. allowed in each of their past two games. The defense, of course, that is. Nine yeah. quarters since the defense last allowed a major score. And, you know, Saskatchewan hasn't exactly been a world beater with their offense. Uh, They they do rely on the big play. Is that a little bit where the danger is? Where Winnipeg has shown weakness is the big explosion play. Where Saskatchewan has shown strength is the big explosion play. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big factor. One thing I do like about Saskatchewan is they're going to try and stretch the football field. They're Mm -hmm. going to throw the ball deep on you. You can't go to sleep. They're not going to allow you to play everything in front of you. So the DBs are going to have to run with the receivers. are going to have to go after them. But I still say that if you can't get Hickson and Morrow running the football, I don't care how many deep passes you throw, you're not going to win. So I think they have to – you know what? A lot of times I'm – and I see teams doing it. It drives me nuts. They'll run the ball three times, and they'll, they maybe not get a whole lot of yards. And then they'll, they'll, they'll just go away from it. 
we got to change it. No, you don't. You keep pounding until you do break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, as an old lineman, I, I used to get so frustrated. We know we can get the We're so close to breaking one and not to have the ability to even keep trying to break it is uh, frustrating because I don't want to sit, you know, I want to be the hammer, not the nail. And when you're pass pro and all day, you know what? It, 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 it makes life tough because you're not fooling them. Now you got a guy like Willie Jefferson, Jackson, Jeffco coming off the edge. Uh, that's, you know, these tackles are going to have their work cut off for you. And I said this last week, I thought Montreal might do it. They didn't. I thought that Montreal might do a little double tight or at least one tight end to make that defensive end wider as far as giving a little bit more time for the you know, quarterback to throw. But uh, Fajardo just had trouble. I mean, he he was under siege all night. And, uh, and to your point, uh, they're getting pushed from a guy that doesn't get a lot of recognition in Jake Thomas, the longest-serving bomber right now, who's five quarterback sacks, might be a season high for him. I didn't look at the stats, but he really he's really getting some good push up there. Him and Ricky, uh, Ricky Walker, uh, really happy for those two guys in the middle because well, all you Cam ever talk Lawson about too. when you talk about – Yeah. Well, think about this. Well, yeah, Cam Lawson's got three sacks. The defense, when you talk about the defense, you're talking about the big three, right? It's Big Hill, Jackson, and Jefferson. So mm-hmm. sometimes the, the little guys get lost in a wash, but they're just as important. And if you don't have tackles that take up space and occupy offensive linemen, Biggie uh, is not going to make plays. Kyrie Wilson's not going to make plays. So, you know what? Uh, it's, a, it's I mean, Stan Mikawas is my one of my best buddies, and he – Every linebacker to play behind Stan, and he was a nose tackle. We, we went a 3-4. He was getting double teamed all the time. Uh, but you think about the guys, James West, you know, uh, all these guys, Daryl Patterson, who coaches the Bombers now, uh, you know, Ty Jones. The, all these guys were, you know, Hall of Famers because of the fact that of the unheralded work, unselfish work of the tackles inside on the defense. That's my rant for the day, baby. Well, I want to ask you about the defensive line because a lot of people have said, well, they're only dressing six. Other teams dress seven, eight, even nine defensive yeah. linemen. But they've been okay. I haven't seen yeah. an issue with uh, with that. Have you? No. I think they've done a great job of staying healthy. Uh, that's the biggest thing. It's like I look if you look at the stats last week, I think Jefferson, I don't believe even registered. I think he had two pass knockdowns, but he didn't have a, a stat other than that. And sometimes that's misleading. You go, where was Jefferson? Well, the fact is he's still disrupting plays left and right. Um, I just think the defense is playing very well. Uh, they're staying healthy. Knock on wood, that's the biggest thing, right? Because you just want to stay healthy. God forbid something happens to that rotation. And then, you know, that's when all things start going. You figure out how, how – you, you basically check your depth out, how, how good your depth on your team. Uh, I think Cam Lawson showed that he can play in that tackle spot. Haven't seen a lot about Anthony Bennett, but I, I, I'm sure he's pretty excited because I believe he is a Regina boy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, play, yeah. So he obviously, there, yeah. yeah and I, he, I think I read something that it feels so good because he used to watch him from the stands, and now he's on the lineup on the opposing team in the, on the field. So good for him too. I think it's uh, he's probably going to have a lot of people there, a lot of family and friends. So I, I just think, like I said, you know what? I'm I'm actually calmer than I thought I'd be talking to you today because. Oh, I brought a TV out up? here. Well, I brought a TV out from my garage. And yeah. I'm running a cable, like 100 feet of cable, to hook it up to a receiver so I could – because I got all these people who come want to come to watch the game tomorrow at the lake. Well, I can't put 20 people in my house. I just got a little cabin. So we're going to watch in the garage, and I, I'm just I'm just hoping it lives up to the hype because I think it will. They're yeah, always no. tough games. I'm just excited for them. Well, what about uh, what about that beautiful little houseboat you got behind you there? Can't you get a little LTV oh, out of the lake? 
Yes, my little pontoon boat there. Yes, I love that thing, man. The stories yes, we, it I, could I, tell. Oh, yeah, it's a good thing they can't talk. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just very fortunate, D.B., that you let me do this from out here because, uh, you know, when you get weather like this, and we've had it's a September, it's like second now, um, 34 degrees today. You've got a little breeze up here in the front. It's just gorgeous. So I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do this with you from a lake and not from a house and in front of a computer where I'm just sweating. Uh, so it's nice, and thank you for that. You can leave that to me. I'm I'm at home in front of the computer, not sweating, but uh, <laughs> not yet anyway. Yeah. Um. Let's get into your keys to the game, Chris Walby, the legend, the Hall of Famer, the uh, multi-talented, ten great cups. Well, I get too carried away on TV as well. Hey, you know when when I get an opportunity to pump your tire, all I'm trying to do is get an invite to the pontoon boat. That's all I want. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Buttering. I'm you. only. Hey, it's a it's a quick forty minute drive, man. I okay. always say to anybody, if you row my cabin, just keep driving. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm just kidding. You can come anytime. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll tell you see. what, the keys for me, buddy, offensively, you got to do a better job protecting the football. You can't play, you know, this game of throwing up uh, pick sixes and expect to come back all the time. You got to protect Zach. There, I, I really do that. I think Jason Shivers is really going to come after him tomorrow. Uh, I think you want to keep him from getting hit as much as possible. And I love this. Continue to play bully, bully ball with Brady. I love that. I think Brady Oliveira is going to get 1,000 yards tomorrow. Um, love the guy. Not only what he does on a football field, I've talked about this a number of times, but the guy is such humanitarian. You know, going and rescuing dogs and, and you know, doing all this great stuff. Uh, just, a, just a tremendous individual. So that's uh, for offense. Defense, hands up, baby, hands up. You know why? Because you got a big boy in Dolagalo. Dolagalo. Dolagala. Yeah, idiot. There you go. That's me. <laughs> I get excited. But he's six foot seven, and this guy can run. But you got to get in his. You got to get in his eyesight. You can't let him get comfortable. The biggest thing I said, and I've talked about this earlier with you, DB, that the Saskatchewan won't run or won't win if they can't run the football. But I say this: if we stuff the run. And force Dolagala to throw the ball, we win. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, this is a simple one, but it's not really. Put them in second along. Uh, Saskatchewan is horrible. I think they're like right at the bottom of the league, number eight, as far as second down conversions. Mm -hmm. So if you put them in second down and long, you really got a great chance to get them off the football field. So that's the thing. And on special teams, I only want to say one thing. Better make sure you get a hold of that guy, Mario Alford, because that guy will break your back. He, every time he touches a football, that guy's exciting to watch, and he can be a big, great – he might be the X factor for Saskatchewan tomorrow. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point. You know, with, with Mike Miller out, it really yes. leans on some of those big special teams tackle contributors in Kerfala Exume, um, Nick Hallett, and Tanner Cadwallader. Tanner Gaskill Cadwallader, just too long of a name to put all of that uh, on his uh, on the back of his jersey. Um Want to remind everybody, post-game coverage live here on Bonfire Sports, game day after dark. Don't miss that. Uh, and if you do miss it live, it's on your podcast app, and you can uh, also listen to it and tons of other good Bonfire stuff on your drive home from Regina or when you're cutting the grass Sunday yep. night when you realize, you know, I want to I wanna go to the beach on Monday or I want to, you know, get some things done on Monday and you're you're you know, stressing to cut the grass before you go to bed on Sunday night after the bomber game, 
Bonfire Sports uh, is is there for you. And, and I have to tell you this, DB. I was at the uh, Dining Care, one of the great places in Winnipeg. I had to go for some blood work. And I walked in, and they, they all wanted to talk football. And they go, what are you doing? So as soon as I, they were all writing it down, they go, what's what's the name of your podcast? I said, it's Bonfire Sports, open by Darren Bombing and myself. They were writing it down. Here they are trying to take people in to check them in to give blood, to get blood. And they're all <laughs> writing down Bonfire Sports. So Amazing. I hope they're watching. Uh, I think it's great that the name is getting out there and people are excited to watch this. And, you know, the viewers, and like you said, give a thumbs up. Um, yeah, it's a great thing. Up. I saw that we hit 50,000 uploads, which is phenomenal. So, um you know, you and Zach are doing a heck of a job. No. Oh, no. You are doing a heck of a job, my friend. Oh, I like to mess with you, man. You know that, buddy. Yeah. Uh, who else is doing a heck of a job is uh, Brenda Borns. She is yes. just outstanding. Uh, if you have an event or an idea, Brenda and her team will take care of it all from marketing and promotion to sales and full-scale event production, everything in between. Get ready with Brenda Burns and Event Strategy Productions. We know what you're thinking. You can find her online, brendaburns.ca. Just an awesome person has been helping us out here on Bonfire Sports a lot. Old friend of yours too, isn't she? You know, I've done a number of functions with her, some speaking engagements, uh, and her nickname is Killer B. And that's what they call her because when she wants to get something, she'll put a target on it and she'll get to it. So, yeah, she's, she delivers. Whatever she says she's going to do, she does. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of respect for her. She, she's uh, She may be smaller in stature, but her heart's taller than me. So she just she does a great job, man. She's like a Chris Kolonkowski, right? It doesn't matter about the size. It's the technique. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. She wants to be compared to Chris Kolonkowski. Well, I think he's going to be you, an all-star I'll let this you, year. I'll let you deal with her on that one. She's a lovely lady. Lovely she lady. And, and she's worked in CFL circles. Uh, represents well, Milt she's Steve. Gatorade. She, yeah, she Gatorade. represented Gatorade for a number yeah. of years. Uh, and her husband uh, is one of the great guys, too. He'd always show up at golf tournaments with a, a little bit of my lovely brand of Captain's uh, Appleton or Appleton uh, Rum. So it's always nice to have a, a cold one with him as well. So, yeah, really glad to hear that Brenda's on, on board with us. I think it's going to be fantastic. No doubt. No doubt about that. Uh, last thought I'm going to share, Chris, is yeah. is it stating the obvious that MO number one for Winnipeg is protecting the quarterback? Yes. If you talk about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the leading thing is how hellacious their pass rush is if you haven't watched any rough rider games outside of their games against winnipeg this year believe me when i tell you it is unbelievable watching this group they are after it every single snap and with the way kolaris has been hit and the way kolaris has been maybe forced into making some uncharacteristic mistakes I think that is first and foremost what needs to be accomplished by Winnipeg to find victory. Well, it's interesting you say that because I look at Jefferson Jeffcoat and then I look at their ends, Lanier to second and obviously Pete Robinson. They both have five sacks. They get after the quarterback. They had their best game defensively against the BC Lions, which is a pretty good team. They ended up with five sacks, a couple forced fumbles. This defense, if you give them confidence and they start getting to you early, will make life a living nightmare. So, yeah, it's, it's very, to your point, 100%. you got to protect uh, Zach. Give him time to get 
you know, get rid of the ball in the pocket, make good decisions, and we should come out of it. I still think we're going to win, um, but I think it's tough. It's always tough in Saskatchewan. I want to predict a win, but, man, I think just some part of me is like, God, Saskatchewan is just one of those teams that the way they played really impressed me last time. So if they didn't beat BC, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't even make a qualm about saying Bombers walk away with this one. But the fact they played so well against BC in BC made me um, maybe maybe get a little bit more life in Saskatchewan, I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, it raised some questions. Uh, the Labor Day Classic is always a bit of a crapshoot, right? The Rough Riders have yeah. taken 14 of the last 17 Labor Day Classics uh, between the two teams. Winnipeg won uh, in 2022. 2021 and 2016, uh, leaving Mike O'Shea, as we mentioned earlier, three and five as the Blue Bombers head coach in Labor Day Classics. But um, the the Banjo Bowl and that chance for instant redemption is always so sweet, whether it's one way or the other. A chance for a sweep if Winnipeg can win in Regina, a chance for immediate payback if they do fall. But uh, don't get fooled by a five and five Rough Riders team and a nine and two incredibly strong Blue Bombers team. You never know what's going to happen, but when it does, yeah. we'll keep you covered here on Bonfire Sports. Here's here's the thing. One last thought from my process here, Zach versus Dolagala. Zach doesn't have to do anything. He has so many weapons. Dolagala has to play the game his life to beat the Bombers. He really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Uh, Zach's got so many weapons and he can get rid of the ball. He's so smart. Now you got him making his third start, second in a row in this season. Uh, you know, when you look at that, man, you're almost thinking if you're a betting man, wow, can he replicate what he did in BC? Can he do that? Yeah. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. If he can, they got a chance. If he comes out and just craps the bed, um, they got, I don't know who's their backup, Shea Patterson? Yeah, Shea Patterson. Uh, and they got Anthony Pipkin again from who's been around Antonio, all over yeah. the place now. So, yeah. so, I mean, to me, when I look at the two quarterbacks, if I just put my, uh, you know, crystal ball on that, I go, well, it's not even close. Zach versus Dolagala. So I don't know. So well, and, and it'll be interesting Brady to see how they respond. Yeah, Brady oh, Oliver, Brady, that, yeah. that calming presence, right? Like if things are getting a little bit shaky out there, yeah. just feed him the ball and uh, you're, you're going to at least be physical, right? You're going to at least smack somebody in the mouth when when he's carrying the football. But uh, hey, Chris, like I will share with everybody else out there, have a great, safe, yes. happy Labor Day long weekend. Travel safe, enjoy the game. And uh, well, I think, People will be pretty happy with uh, however this game shakes out because it's always wildly entertaining. Yeah, I just I agree with you. I echo your thoughts there. Stay healthy, stay healthy, stay happy. Enjoy family and friends. Enjoy the beautiful weather we're being blessed with right now. I mean, uh, it's uh, September already, and we're getting like July weather. So, you know, and enjoy us for as long as we get, and uh, enjoy the football game because I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. You know, Chris, every time uh, we sign off, people always say, I love it when Chris cheers the team a little bit. It gets me jacked. So I'll leave that to you before we sign off. Well, I'll just say this. The Bombers are good. They're going to kick ass tomorrow because why? I'll tell you why. Too much damn talent. Dolagala, I'm pumping you up, buddy. But I think you're tired with a leak. We're going to see what happens. Go Bombers. That's what's happening, brother. <laughs>